This is Latour Live with Dave Latour on News Radio WHP 580. And good afternoon, everybody. I screwed that up, didn't I, Frank? And I'm going to be off today. Why? I'm just What's not, your deal? I'm going to be off. Um, in case, you know, people who follow me on social media and good friends know that it was a bit of a tough weekend for me. I sent my firstborn off to college. Gus, frequent guest on the show. Gus Latour is now off at the uh, University of Pittsburgh, and you have one of those parental moments. I did that last week as well. First time ever? No, second son. He was yeah, see, it's not Penn the State. same, man. Don't even try and compare it. Um, <laughs> it's it, it means you're an empty nester. That's yeah. that was the that was the change right there. You're going to notice that when you send your daughter, yeah, and then you're point. an empty nester. I didn't think I was going to break up, and then he was leaving, and I hugged him. And then I started losing it. Then I went to the dentist appointment, came back, and I said goodbye to him, and he wanted to hug me again. And I go, nah, it's, not, it's all good, buddy. See ya. Welcome to another episode of Latour Live. I'm your grateful host, Dave Latour, along with- uh, on, Dave. Get the plane up. Come on, buddy. My co-host- You got this. Frank Scobie. Come on, buddy. <laughs> on the big Get board is Michael Parks, broken down, broken up, just like me, and uh, in studio with us for the first time. Uh, a longtime listener of the show. Yes. All, all 28 yes. episodes. Uh, I'd like to welcome TV 21 anchorman Al Ganoza. Al, how are you? Good, Dave. How are you? And we're uh, we're each Twitter followers. Of we yeah, are. We other. are. We are fellow Twitter followers. No kidding. And you li- you've listened to every show. You're in. Uh, yeah, basically, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's God a good dude. God bless you. Yeah. Good for you. He's a good dude, and that's a great he's the one. That's a great segue. <laughs> as soon as I found out Dave was a season ticket holder for Notre Dame. Right. Like, I'm in. That's right. That's yeah. right. There you go. You guys are trying to get me off my kid. You're trying you're you're working hard. Yeah, we'll we'll get you all right. You'll be all right. I know you think it's all about you, and sometimes you can let the plane go another direction. I just say we, all right. let's just call him. Let me see if I can fly. Like this. you didn't have Is that. Did you drive him out <laughs> and drop him off, or did you uh give him the car keys? Of course and- I Drove him. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a Geico or State Farm commercial where you just hand him the keys and he goes down the driveway and you're crying. The person you are trying to reach is not accepting calls at this time. Oh. Oh. Wow. I didn't take one off. That's great. I never knew there was was an actual command. He's with Otter right now, Bluto. <laughs> it's like, man, I got the number to take this. I got the number right. This is making me mad. He's at the Delta Phi house right now. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> All right, is he calling? Yeah. All right, can I pick this up? Hit the button. Gus, are you there? Gus? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen, I had to call you because I miss you. I just wanted you to know that. Are you doing okay there? Do you need anything? Need a, need a uh, hug? Oh, it's some money. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I could use some bucks. Hey, talking to the phone, dude. Like, you're talking to my son, man. Yeah. So I could use a couple bucks, maybe some more Advil. You need yeah. Advil? I thought I said Adderall. Yeah, <laughs> I have a bottle of ibuprofen. I'm joking. Uh, okay. All right. You're not joking about the money, though, are you? Well, let's be honest. Who doesn't want more money? Right. So tell us, son, how is Pitt? Are you enjoying it? Yes. I am enjoying it a lot, actually, like a lot more than I thought possible. Are 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 you with anybody right now? Uh, no, I'm not. Are you in your room? Are you studying? Studying for what? Yeah, it's just the it's first day. Class. Class. It's only been like the second day of class. <laughs> what, what, Dave, this is crazy. Well, you You've hijacked this segment. This is nuts. <laughs> I wanted to talk to my son in college, and damn it, I'm going to talk to him in college, and I've got no problems with that. <laughs> Gus, uh, Gus, what has surprised you most about Pitt since you've been there? Um, geez, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Are the, How girl, are the girls hot? I've been here. Are the yes, girls yes, the girls are hot. Okay. Are they? <laughs> yes, they are. I it just kind of popped that. out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Al, I think you should ask the kid whatever you'd like to ask him. I, I asked him the other night, I texted him, I said, we know you're bored there and you're homesick. And he wrote back, no, I'm not. I'm having the best time of my life. <laughs> so it just, it's it's sad. You know, I walk into his room, he's not there. And I know he's not coming home tonight. Uh, he's not going to be there. And yeah. that hurts. It just, it kind of sucks. Now, I, my daughter, for the first time, is not playing soccer, high school soccer. And it drives you nuts. It does. It just he feels was so a re- weird. Gus was a wrestler, a cross-country guy, a javelin star, and now I don't get to see any no, of that I'm, stuff. You're used to this time of the year to get them getting ready for it, and you're like, okay, you get that season coming up, and Could, I can watch them. 
Gus, we got to go, but I want you to know that I love you. I love you, son. Hey, tell me you love me. I love you, too. All right. (laughs) You're the man. We're going to check in with you during the year. I expect updates and good grades. Well, you're Check out, oh, I thought you just meant during the air. No, during no, the air? Yeah, no. check with you in a, in a in a month or so, okay? Yeah, yeah, of course. You are the official college student of Latour Live. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right. Have a lot of fun, okay? Yeah. All right, make sure you study next week. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, son. Yeah, see ya. Some music to watch girls, but Love that kid. I love that kid, Frank. He seemed really engaged there with you. I mean, <laughs> he really seemed like he was impressed that you called and checked in. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. Oh, he's hey, hang up. How's he still on the line? Hang him up. Get him all. I did oh, hang you up. You locked the line. Hit it yeah. again. Drop it. There all right, go. I hit it. Okay. He had to go. He was. Yeah. You know, he's heading out. You know, I just. It is what it is. Yeah. I just. It's hard for me to adjust. <laughs> and that's your youngest one. That's my oldest. Oh, your oldest one. Okay, so yeah. that's the first, the first time you've gone through this. I have an eighteen-year-old uh, son. Well, he'll be nineteen in September, and my daughter's seven. So I, so one is going off to college and I'm teaching the other one how to ride her bike. So it's kind of like a weird dynamic. So I won't have an empty nest for That's a while. How about you? What, what do you got? Well, my son is uh, going to be a junior at Temple. He's just, uh, he transferred from Kutztown. My daughter's going to be a freshman at Drexel. Wow. She did not get into Pitt, by the way. Wow. Um, and my, I just got married a year ago. I have a seven year, eight year old now stepdaughter and. Uh, my wife has a 23-year-old and a 26-year-old, so she has the same... Uh, you guys are like the Brady Bunch. Jeez, yeah. yeah. yeah you guys are like, like I mean, the Brady Bunch. What's that the Christmas? Bunch. What are Christmases like at the Ganoza house? <laughs> oh, my God. It's just like, okay, where do I have to be next? Yeah. I mean, just you're going to different families. You got kids yeah. coming in at different times. And Temple and Drexel, how do you do that? I mean, Drexel ain't cheap, pal. No. No, I luckily, mean, she's been getting some grant money, so that helps. Really? Uh, yeah, but Temple, Temple's a little, she goes as a state-related school, and she doesn't, Temple, doesn't get any. Temple's a great value. I would have been very, I'd been very happy if Gus would have gone to Temple. He got accepted there, but he had his heart set on Pitt. You know, I like that. I don't like the idea of him being three and a half hours away from yeah. his father. You know. when, when I went down to Temple, it was a little, uh, when I saw where my son lived in the streets, it's just a different kind of setting, but. Everybody seems happy there. The, so the biggest mistake. I like that description. Different I, kind of setting. The, the the biggest mistake we made when we toured schools in Philly, and I really wanted him to go to Temple, was we go through Drexel, which is right, right near the train station. Right. right next to Drexel is Penn. I mean, Penn? it's just it's badass. Cavanaugh's really bar. Cool. So then we take an Uber to Temple. And so to get to Temple from there, you go through squalor yep. you go through the worst parts of the right? city and all i can see is him looking around and i see the wheels turn and i'm like ain't no way this kid's going to temple like it's not going to happen even though we've had uh friends of ours whose kids have gone yeah. to temple and had great experience there. right i mean absolutely great experience yep. but well we're driving and we're driving through squalor and i'm like well i can't wait to get to where he lives when he's out of squalor yeah. Now he's still into squalor. They had the garbage in the streets, but the place was nice, and it is a great school. It is. It is. By the way, I just Alan, which, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I am wearing white pants today. I'm back wearing a white pants. It's a big issue on our show. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful day outside for the white <laughs> pants, too, today. I mean, white you pants. really you really picked a winning day. Why? Because it's raining it, a It's bit? raining. It's cloudy. Cold, it's cloudy, yucky. Dreary. So what? I got your... boxers on. Yeah. I'm wearing boxers. I ain't what does that have to do with anything? I was wondering that. Well, then what does that have to do with anything? Well, why are you bringing up that it's a bad idea Because usually white, white pants is for sunny, tropical, crisp yeah. days. Oh, Not... I thought you meant if it rains on white pants, you can see through them. And oh. my, my, that's where that's no. where my head went right away. Where my head went right away. Think of that. Yeah. It's All right, always gang. just before Labor Day, right? That's the big sin. Yeah, I'll, I'll, wear white, I'll wear white pants after Labor Day. I don't care. I, I am bound by no rules when it comes to fashion. Speaking of which, <laughs> later on today, later on in our show, we're going to have Michael Green, the uh, <laughs> owner of Michael Boyd's Menswear here in Harrisburg. And he's going to talk to us about men's fashion and what to look for in the fall. I could use that. He will agree with you that you can't wear white after Labor Day, but I just don't agree to any of those boundaries when it comes to men i say no white on rainy days i think you're the only one that says that parks mark this segment for the best of <laughs> if we're down the road yeah, I know. mark yeah, this yeah. this has been a winning yeah. one yeah. <laughs> all right gang we got one segment in the book we're going to come back and uh talk a little politics with the one and only al ganoza latour live whp 580 whp 580.com 
And welcome back to Latour Live. Here's your Al. Al, there's Thank your Al song. You. I like that. You could call me Al, little Paul Simon, Paul Simon. to uh, brighten up our uh, rainy Wednesday or sunny Saturday afternoon. Depending. Did you on like when this album? This this uh, Paul was it Graceland. Si- yeah, it was it was Graceland? What was his mid eighties? Yeah, I'm saying eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, I wasn't even that big of a fan of this song. Oh, it wasn't a bad song. It was okay. What did you Chevy, think about Graceland? Chevy Chase was okay. in the video. Yeah, it was a cool yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. Do you cool even video. like Do you even like Paul Simon? I'm I not. Like, really... I like old Paul. I like I like Simon and Garfunkel. A little bit of Paul Simon. Still yeah. crazy after all these years. A great song. Yeah, I never got there. How about you, Al? I like Mother and Child Reunion. That was always my favorite uh, Paul Simon song. That's the early seventies. Okay. Yeah. So I want to spend a couple minutes talking with Al. This is now going to be our Al Ganoza segment. And what I want to start off with, Al, it's something I've always wanted to ask. Or It's basically not a question. It's a statement. And it is that your name should be Al Noza. It should not be Al Ganoza. That G should be silent. Can you explain why you're not Al Noza? You know, my, my dad never gave me a decent explanation of that, but everybody pronounces it Noza first time. Now, I think in, in, in Poland, I think it's Nyaza or something like that. That's the way it's supposed to be pronounced. Like what? Nyaza? Nyaza. So, so, but well, you, if you take out the L, if your name is Mike, are you still, is it, is it Ganoza? I mean, what? it's Ganoza. Ganoza. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it makes no sense. It, it should doesn't. be Noza. I, one would think. Yeah. It, so, it's probably not the best on air name. No, I mean, okay, I'm not a lot of guys there, change but... their names, don't they? Yes. How many percentage-wise, just basic percentage-wise, your experience in media, how many on-air personalities change their names? I would say about uh, 40%. That's crazy. 40, yep, 40 50%. It used to be a, a huge thing way back. Yeah. Everybody yeah. had a different or fake name. What? 25% here on this show. <laughs> Did you think, uh. who? Who would that be? Yeah. You yeah, changed parts. your name? Yeah, I had to. It was, it was a Polish name, and it wouldn't work. And plus, what was I your had, name? <laughs> I'm going to say. Why? Oh, because you got Safety. all your social well, security and all No, the reason why taxes. I did it originally was like my brother worked for the state, and so there was a conflict. So, Is, it good, is your last name Ganoza? It's close to it. Oh, okay. uh, Same first uh, uh, consonant and second uh, vowel, last vowel. Al, did you ever think of changing your name? I did at one point. This is back in uh, the mid-'80s when I first started radio. Somebody said I look like uh, Joe Montana. So I, I was going to call myself yeah. Al, Al Montana. Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> I never did, though. Al that Montana. Would, that Dude, you'd, cool. been, you'd been working for the network with them, Al Montana. I know, yeah, I knew there was something that was preventing me. And it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it the, was name. the name. Al Montana. How real is Anchorman the movie? Uh, Forget all the cheesy jokes aside, just the, the camaraderie on the news team and things like that, and people doing stuff together. In your experience, I'm not saying tell us what it's like inside Channel 21 right now. In general, in your experience, speaking broadly, are news teams close or do they all kind of tend to go their own ways? You know, when I was younger, they were close. Yeah, but yeah. now we're all we're all married with kids, and uh, as close as I am, and like Sherry, Steve, and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ashley are great friends, but the only time I really think I saw them out of work outside when it wasn't at Pierce was when I invited them to my wedding. Yeah. Another night we just have there's just too much stuff to do. A lot of times with me. You got ninety kids. Yes. Yes. Well, there wasn't any room for anybody else. Yeah, no kidding. I'm well, sorry uh, I cut you off. Yeah, no worries. Um a lot of times with radio or TV and stuff like that, the only time you talk is pretty much during the show and that's it. I mean, that's the way that's the way hot broadcast teams are, pro sports teams. Like you don't talk much off the air yeah, the time. You want to get away from it all. Well, no, it, it keeps the it keeps the chemistry fresher. First, well, of that's all. true. Well, and the young kids, I shouldn't say the young, but the younger people work with, they do hang out. They yeah. do kind of, and it's the well, they're single, right? They're right. single. They yes. have more time. You know, yeah. they're they're young. They're loving life. Meanwhile, us, you know, do you do eleven o'clock news? No, I used to. Yeah, and I love you, the, yeah but, that was great. But I would still go home right after. You're you're in bed now by eleven o'clock, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, that's the point. He's a pro. I'm interested in your take. He's a pro. I mean, yeah, he is a pro. He's nice. I'm yeah. interested in your take on Trump versus the media. Kind of what you think about. Thought, so, you know, it seems like every day is Donald Trump versus the media. The media yep. taking shots at Trump. Trump taking shots at the media. How do you, you know, what's your take on that whole thing? Well, I'm I'm not a, a huge fan of CNN, but when I when I go to the gym, I will see them on the on one of the TVs. And that's not, the, I'm not trying to tell myself going to the gym, but I just, I had, I had to introduce CNN. Sure. You're, you're a workout holic. We get I'm, it. Yeah. And I'm a captive audience. Today. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. But they always seem to be picking on one aspect of Trump, which 
I just don't see that as being constructive. I think a lot of times, though, Donald Trump does make it tougher on himself by by. He reminds me a little bit of the way Linda Thompson was. He has to throw back every brick that is thrown at him. And oh, I'm, I'm that a, way that's myself. That's a great way to say it. That's yeah. a great comparison. I mean, wow. Yeah. Only on Latour Live could we have a comparison of Donald Trump and <laughs> Linda Thompson. I mean, similarities. <laughs> oh, no, and I, that, it ends there, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I but, miss her, by the way. I, I, do, miss, do, I mean, she, she was, was so such, entertaining. Oh, she was such great theater, man. The day she got sworn in and she was walking around doing the queen wave. Oh. Everybody knows that queen wave. Yep. The hand goes side to side, you know, and she she was just nuts. And then making fun of people from her office window. Oh, just taunting them. Oh, it was just the best. That was nuts. Oh, it was the greatest stuff ever. Yep. I mean, people like one order in their government, and it's kind of fun. It's fun when it is an orderly, you know? And I don't know if you remember that one Halloween after she got elected. It was I think it was 09. And for Halloween, <laughs> the biggest costume, most popular one was Linda Thompson and Evan Midland going together. <laughs> Right, <laughs> former independent candidate yeah, for mayor. Yep. That Nevin, was awesome, Nevin Midland. All right, so let me ask you: Did anybody did you watch the video music awards last night? First of all, I was stunned it was last night. Yeah, you it, don't it's even usually hear the night it, right? before school goes back. School doesn't go back till next Monday. It's usually that Sunday night. So I was thrown off guard. But with that being said. J-Lo never disappoints me. Oh my! Goodness. I've seen her. I've seen her live at the iHeart Music Festival. Um, and when you see her live and you see she does that exact, exact same thing, I was blown away. She's amazing. She's yes. amazing. Amazing like how? Because I... Just, she's just exciting. She's just a performer. She's an entertainer. I have the utmost respect for J-Lo. I'm in. Oh, okay. And our Ashley Honey was saying, and it was a good point, she said she never ages. No. She always looks good. No. Viewership down 50%. Well, they moved That's... it and then promote it. Didn't promote it, and they don't do videos anymore. No, they I think mean, it's a lot already, of politics and, too. And it seems like MTV destroyed itself unnecessarily. I mean, it was MTV was it when we were growing up. Like, I mean, you you didn't turn the TV off of MTV, right. and yeah, I, I I guess maybe they got focus groups to tell them all these stupid reality Sometimes shows are the way I get to go. Up, like Sunday mornings early. And like all the kids and everyone's asleep and I'll put on MTV and I'll look to see it just says great videos or whatever. And I just watch all the pop videos that go through. There's still a lot of good pop videos that roll through. I'm entertained. By the way, the VMAs uh, also helped Donald Trump last night through various um, uh, cracks at him and, yeah. and protests again. That doesn't help. Doing it in front of a bunch of liberals in Los Angeles does not help your cause. And if I were Trump and, and Trump is a cocky SOB, I would take the music of the people that protested against him, like Logic and One Republic. Run One Republic. I would play their music at my weird rallies. You know those weird rallies he has. Yeah. I would play Logic at the rallies just to tick them I, off. I would too. Yes, because then you know they would say something. I mean, they're not helping themselves. Are they allowed to? I mean, can they? Can a candidate just play any music they, they want? They do it all the time. Yeah. They do oh, okay. it all the time. I mean, it's not like you got to buy it. I remember when Mitt Romney was campaigning, and remember Silver Sun pickups? Yes. They had a conniption because he was using one of their songs. They do that stuff all the time. I right. mean, they, 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 I, I can't tell you how many artists came out when Trump was running uh, uh, two years ago, or last year, was it? Two years ago now. I mean, how many artists came out when he would play music at his rally saying, don't play my music? <laughs> it was Springsteen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think he played Springsteen, yeah. too. And then Springsteen's like, stop playing my music. You can't make them stop. No. Why, no. And why do that? You're going to alienate a lot of your fans that might like yeah. that candidate. Well, they already talk about boycotting. Uh, who was the host last night? Kevin, uh, who's that punk? Oh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Know. They're already talking about boycotting his movies and everything because he was taking shots at Trump. I mean, people are zealous these days. Yeah. I'm not saying don't take a shot at Trump. I can understand why Kevin Hart would feel the need to criticize the president, he disagrees with some of his policies, but just know that going in that you're a big Hollywood star and you depend on people to go to your movies and watch your TV specials. Just know right? that you could really risk alienating half of the country. What did Michael Jordan say? He's a Democrat, but he said, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. Really? Republicans buy to get sneakers it? too. I mean, that's why you never see Jordan taking any, uh, you know, taking any stance politically. And, and that's my biggest fear. I don't want to alienate somebody who watches me just because of my political beliefs. I'm, I try to be very careful. But I try to be real, too, Dave. Yeah, I now, hear you. How did you feel about Brock Lesnar dropping the heavyweight belt at SummerSlam oh, on Sunday night? That was tough. I, I, that was hard. 
I'm still kind of getting over it. Yeah, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns has the belt. I mean, yeah. it was captivating on Sunday night. I can't night. believe you watched this stuff. I can't oh, believe it's story. It's male stories. It's, it's male it's soaps. It's great. Are you, are you a male wrestling fan? Oh, yeah, but I only watch the heavies. Like, I'll watch WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Those are the two big ones. So you're going to watch, like, Raw and things like that? No, I would never watch Raw. I'll keep up to date. I kind of know what's going on from afar. But yeah. always the pay-per-view. The pay-per-views are always great. They yeah. always tell a great story. It's a great story. Every match is a great story. Ronda Rousey, great story of her match. The other, Roman Reigns, that was a great story. I heard Ronda Rousey's a bad actress in wrestling. <sighs> she is, but she kicked some butt yesterday, but man. But isn't Poof. it fake, though? I mean, of we course saw, it's fake. We saw, I know, but we saw her get her ass kicked in real life in MMA, and it's kind of weird to now look at her and think she's like this badass, yeah, because she's really hurt. not. She yeah. won one big match. Won one big, the, yeah, had yeah. a bunch of tomato cans, and then when semi-tough people fought her, she got her butt beat. I mean, it's just kind of weird to kind of, but women's wrestling in WWE is really taken off, hasn't it? It has. I mean, it was yeah. nothing when we were growing I'll tell you, up. Man, yeah. being a pro wrestler, you take a lot of bumps. I mean, oh, you, you I believe take, it. You get the crap kicked out of you. No, I hear it. It ain't soft. Yeah, they have to take time off to heal. Al, what's the one thing you want people to know about TV <laughs> reporting that they don't know that you want them to know? How about the industry in general? Sure. You cannot ascribe the beliefs and the the viewpoints of the national, the the network nationally to the local people. Agree be, completely. And I don't want people to think just because CBS presents something nationally that the rest of us feel that way. Please do not. That's why I always point when I'm on Twitter or something, I always say DC Elite Media. What about yes. DC Elite Media? Because they're so friggin' out of touch. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back with our third <laughs> segment. Next Michael, time I will. Gr- Michael Green, owner of Michael Boyd Exceptional Menswear, is going to talk about fall fashion and why I love everything about it. Latour Live, WHP 580, WHP580.com. page at whp580.com man that, that police just puts puts you a little to sleep doesn't it very underrated band it's not the only thing summer of 83 <laughs> i remember that i'll tell you he, what he gave you a he shot he just cannot resist the opportunity to take shots <laughs> you was, see i get picked on all the time that here a, al. that was a drive-by al you see that i get picked on all the time that was sneaky too I, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's, that's Frank. He's cheap shot artist like that. <laughs> it's a little cheap. Goes for the, goes for the cheap throw. Hey guys, I want to welcome in our next guest. Uh, his name is Michael Green. He is the owner of Michael Boyd Exceptional Menswear in Harrisburg, and just happens to be my personal clothier. I love the guy. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Michael, how are you? David, good to be with you. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, look, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fall, but let, just settle a debate for us real quick. White pants after Labor Day, yes or no? I would say, generally speaking, David, we have thrown all the rules out as it relates to clothing, including white pants. Do you mean just for Dave or for people in general? <laughs> <laughs> You're just throwing up your hands? <laughs> What no, you- I, I, I think it's tough to pick a time, a date, uh, to say that you can't wear white pants. I certainly don't think you would wear them in the winter, but I think uh, sometime in the latter part of September, if you wore white pants, I think it would be acceptable. See, wow. see, I think That's I'm, cool. I, I'm I like on that. the ball then. Yep. I'm you on are? the ball. So uh, we're heading toward fall, though, Michael. Um, and uh, hold on. What, what? About, what about rainy weather? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Huh? Wear a rain suit. <laughs> no, we're, we're wondering. We're See? wondering if the whites should be worn like on a nice sunny day, maybe in the tropics or it something. Is there a matter. day? Is there a day when you would pick out your white pants, Michael? It, it doesn't matter. Okay. See, did he's you hear what back, he said? He's going to back Dave. Whatever. No, he he's not going to yeah, back me. I asked him the question. What about age for men wearing white pants? Ooh. Oh, I think that was kind of a shot too. <laughs> no, no, I just, oh, okay. I'd be interested. Oh, All right. Can, I, can we hear the guy? <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Uh, I, I, again, I think that if a man is comfortable at 70 years old wearing white pants, I think it's perfectly acceptable. There's, a, there's an expression the Italians use. It's a word called spessatura. And roughly translated, I'm not Italian, 
It's effortless style that looks like you're not trying too hard. And that's me, right? That's, that's me, you. Michael. Right? No. It is. <laughs> no, you look like and you're trying hard. In your experience, Michael, in your experience, Michael, that's me, right? I mean, that's what you love best about me as your client, correct? It is. But, you know, I'd like to flip it around, David, and ask you the question. Now, sure. You have been a client, okay? And I'm sure. responsible... You know, hopefully for some of the things that you're wearing. You are. My sports coat right now, my shirt, and my uh, pocket square. But my question to you more specifically is, (laughs) when you come into my store, what have your experiences been like? What what do you expect when you walk through my door? This is why I love your store, and I'll tell you why. Not only are there great styles uh, and styles you just don't get anywhere, except if you had to go to Philadelphia, quite frankly. That's the first thing I like. But second is the service. The service is incredibly important. I mean, if you want to go to men's warehouse, guys, go to men's warehouse. But if you truly want an experience, you want somebody to fit a suit properly for you, there's a difference. There's a big difference. The old saying is you get what you pay for. I mean, that's most important than anything when it comes to menswear. Uh, but I think the service is important because you know what looks good on me. You know what looks bad on me. I'll point something out and he'll go, no, 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 not for you. And another thing I like about you is this, and, and then I'm going to get back to interviewing you, is um, you'll tell me not to buy it. You'll tell me, not, look, I, you don't need another coat, Dave, or you don't need another this. When I would easily buy something, you're like, you don't need this. Hmm. So I think that, you know, I think that speaks to, uh, you know, the truth in your, uh, in your sales approach. But let me ask you this. What's in this fall? What should we be looking at as guys? Frank's, Frank needs some real, Frank needs a lot of help with his wardrobe. Uh, so where do, we, where do we go in the fall? Well, let's talk about it in a general way, okay? I think uh, what I see for fall is sport coats are very, very strong in the marketplace. Uh, suits uh, continue to be flat in the marketplace. Uh, uh, but sport coats, particularly soft sport coats, and that, that's a key word, it's not that typical, rigid, tailored kind of sport coat anymore. Uh, I like to say it's for fall, it's never been so well untailored, unconstructed, unlined, and stripped of all of its all but its necessary components, and which translates into a garment that really moves and breathes and drapes well. So I think sport coats are are very important uh, in terms of bottoms. Five pockets are still very strong in the marketplace. They can be denim. Or they can be a fabric, a dressier fabric. It can be wool um, or any combination of a fabric uh, that we use. But not your traditional dress pan anymore. Not your traditional dress pan. Not your traditional dress pan, no. Uh, it's, and, you know, if I pocket, basically, you know, when I, when I sell it to somebody or put it on somebody, I say to them, if you put a coat on, you've eliminated the look of a fine pocket. You don't see the fine pockets. So it just looks like a dress pan. Are we, Michael, are we still wearing pocket squares? Always. That pocket would be superfluous without a, something in it. Yeah, what's the point, right? We're not putting pens in there. We're not. Hey, I've got a great pocket square from you in right now. I just want you to know that. Thank you for all your wonderful <laughs> Frank's pocket square advice. Let me ask you this. Uh, what's out? We just talked about traditional dress pants. We talked about suits. Anything else that is... a you think are really out right now? Are ties out or are they making a comeback? It's hard to it's hard to believe you're actually saying asking I'm asking are ties out? What's out now? It's an interesting thing. Uh, the neckwear market, uh, and I think it goes along with what I said about suits. Suits are very flat in the market. They have been. Uh, you know, 35 years ago, when you would look at a professional on the street, he had a suit on. Okay. Yeah. And he, he had a tie on. Not so much anymore. Okay. And so the neckwear market has followed that. It is also flat. But interesting, you mentioned pocket squares. Pocket squares are what is strong today. We sell far more pocket squares today as as it relates to uh, neckwear today with clothing. I still love a good tie, but I never find, I find myself rarely wearing them. Exactly. And we're sad about that. (laughs) <laughs> I think the only place you see them now is on TV anchors. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I just, I never, I've never, se- Frank, I've never seen you yeah. in a tie. 
Uh, not, yeah, that's not I a criticism. I just I've I never seen you as high. Like Ten years ago, what's what's the play for a guy, for a businessman or someone you know in commerce or someone that works every day? What's the play to get ready every day? Do you, do you pick out your stuff the night before? Do you lay out the whole week? What's the smart play for a smart wardrobe um, to look in and, and look of the times? I think if a guy really cares about dressing, he probably is thinking about what he's going to put on, whether that be the night before, and that happens to be good planning, I think, or if he's okay the next morning putting something together. But let me say this, uh, generally speaking, uh, regarding the men's business. Many, many years ago, we had Casual Friday evolve. Yeah. And the menswear business, I think, I feel dropped the ball. We didn't educate the man as to what that casual dress should be. It was not meant to be a pair of khakis and a logoed polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it has evolved yeah. into. And But more importantly, Casual Friday became five days a week. Yeah, it sure has. So um, that's been a challenge for the men's business and also the reason why men's suitings are, are so flat today. Um we dropped the ball. We never educated the man as to how to dress on Friday casually. What it meant was a great pair of dress slacks, maybe a wonderful knit, and a sport coat. I that's got you. What, that's what casual Friday was. And basically was they were saying we can eliminate wearing a suit that day. We've got a, got a couple minutes left here with Michael Green, owner of Michael Boyd, Exceptional Menswear in downtown Harrisburg. Michael, how do people find your shop? Uh, I'm located uh, 5 North 3rd Street in Harrisburg. Uh, my phone number is 717-213-0344. Uh, I would also ask them to visit my website, which is michaelboydmenswear.com. Can you Hours. do can Hours. You, what are your hours? I am uh, Monday through Friday, 10 till 5, Saturday, 10 till 2. You also do by appointment, correct? Always by appointment, yes. We always work by appointment. couple questions. Al. Yeah, Michael, in your travels, what is one or two things, probably one, that you see guys not paying attention to, either fashion-wise, style-wise, something that you think, man, they should do that a little better, maybe with what, how something fits? Shoes. Shoes. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Go ahead, Michael. You answer. Yeah. I can, yes. Uh, I notice this every day. Men notoriously wear their coat sleeves too long. Oh, yeah. That's right. And if you look at their bottoms on their pants, Just, they're dragging on the street. Oh, that's me. so bad. That's me. Okay. And what that oh, translates to me is they're buying a piece off the rack with no alterations, and however the sleeves are, that's how they wear them. It's brutal. That's so you're not supposed to do that? Is that what you're saying? Sad. <laughs> so I'm just no, kidding. you're not. I'm just kidding. It, it's, you're supposed to find a store where you will have a professional actually uh, put a garment on you and then fit it. I do a lot of made-to-measure business today, and that's where I make suits for people. Thank you so much for that. And I always say to them when I'm going through the process, and it's a three-step <laughs> process, but I always say to them, because I know the client always is expecting when you say made-to-measure or custom, that it's going to come out perfect. And I always comment that when the suit comes in, we may have to do some tweaking, okay? Yep. But after the tweaking is done, if your body doesn't change, we note those changes, and the next time it will be perfect. You adjust. You but do. The hey, final product is only accomplished by the person doing the alterations, and that needs to be a master tailor. Hey, Michael, Michael Green, last question for you. What would you say to a man who, throughout the wintertime, doesn't wear a sports coat but wears a vest all day, <laughs> uh, every day, just wears a uh, Oxford shirt with a vest? Uh, uh, what, would what, you say, what would you say to that person's style? I would say he needs to find my store. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, it's really kind of, it's, it's out, right? I mean, you might as well wear a sweater vest at that point, correct? You might as well. You know, 
speaking of a spring, summer, and fall, winter, you know, uh, men will say to me, I, I want something year-round, uh, which I always, I, you know, I, I don't think is uh, the right thing to say to me because I always think you don't cut your grass with a snowblower. You know? That's exactly right. And by the way, just so you know, Frank always wears vests. I mean, that's why I had to bring that up. It's not true. I wanted to help Frank. I wanted to help Frank. And if you want to you help know, me, you give you me know, a thousand dollar gift card for Michael, uh, Boyd's Boyd's place. Hey, that would help yes, me. I'm Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Thousand dollars. I want a thousand dollar gift card. Christmas Parks and I coming. each want one for all that we've done for you. I've watched Parksy dressed. Parksy look is look laid back. <laughs> Although I think Parksy, Michael Green, I think Parksy's a, a Tommy Bahama guy. Like he he just screams Tommy Bahama to me. Like you could see him in a shirt, pants, you know, some nice summer sandals. I mean, you could hook him up with that, right, Michael? I could have. That's absolutely right. There's an we answer for a plug on the show every week. We'll There's do plugs every everyone. week, and you give us clothing every week to look fantastic. No, Sounds like a deal. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, Plugola. Hey, Michael Green of Michael Boyd's Exceptional Menswear. Thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it, and thank you for setting Frank straight with his uh, fashion faux pas. We really hey, appreciate always, it. Mike. Always enjoy it, and thanks. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, Michael. Take care. Be right back. The Tour Live, WHP 580, WHP580.com. Always fun, never serious. It's Saturday. It's La Tour Live on News Radio WHP 580. <laughs> so, Al. So, Al. You're, you're familiar with the Bill O'Reilly tape. Oh, the, yeah. We'll do it live. That's a classic. Let's do it. We'll do have, it. We'll do have, it. Have, Asterix have, live. Have you ever had meltdowns like that behind the studio, behind the scenes? Or have you ever seen anything? Did Rick Wagner ever lose his nuts just screaming? He didn't work uh, with Rick Wagner. You didn't work with oh, Rick no, Wagner? I did. I oh, yeah, did. did. Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no, Rick was pretty much laid back. He never yeah. lost it? No. I, I actually lost it once. I, this was back. I was working for CN8 in Philadelphia. I was taping a promo, and I had a, a, a migraine. Yeah. And I just had a little melting, and I started swearing. And I felt so badly about it. I, went, yeah. I, I personally apologized to each person. You're the last person. person I thought would ever do that. Oh, I was, I, I was so embarrassed. I was like, never. That's not me. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I got I got tape of every one of the personalities here losing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I believe man. it. Me using, included. Using yeah. every, every obscene cuss word. They go he has every something. outtake. I have the outtakes, man. You ever hear Howard Stern play those outtakes from Casey Kasem? I mean, oh, he is just, yeah. I mean yeah, those and, Casey Kasem outtakes were unbelievable. Yep. And they were around in the 80s. Yeah. Those outtakes were out there. And back then, like, there was no internet. Yeah. When you had those outtakes, that was like a big deal. Yeah. Like, listen That's to treasure. That was gold, wasn't it? Was. It was, yep. Absolutely. Well, well Riley, O'Reilly must have alienated somebody that they would save him like that and play him. Because oh, if he was no, a nice guy, they would have just buried him. You know? No doubt. That's happens. what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm not going to release mine. We use them to laugh. I'm not going to release mine. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, who really cares? Who really cares about Holly Love uh, going <laughs> off on a uh, tirade because you can't read a sentence? Could yeah. be worth it. I mean, it could be funny. Yeah. Hey, what um, whatever happened to Rick Wagner? Any idea? He, He's still in the area? He, he is, well, as far as I know, he used to work for uh, Planet Fitness. I used to run into him there. He got fired by the same gentleman who fired me. At 27. At 27, and nothing was ever explained as to why, and we never really asked Rick. Um, it was, that it was, was one of the big shocker. firings that was like... Oh, it was a shocker. Oh, money. Yeah. It's, it's always bomb. money when no, it comes to TV. I don't think it's it always was money. That. No. I don't think... I think no just, way. the GM just developed an attitude toward Rick, which I believe more after after what happened to me, but I... I just, I just thought he was an institution in Harrisburg. He is. He like, was. Like yeah. he should, in many ways, he, you know, if you saw Rick Wagner on TV today, you'd be like, yeah, he sh you know, I mean... Pittsburgh has a history of keeping their anchors for years and years and like years, and that's Kim how you Lemon. develop a brand. Be like firing Kim Lemon. Yeah, yeah. like you don't you fire do Kim Lemon. No, you don't fire. I mean, I mean Kim Lemon just. I mean, she's been there for years. Alicia, but he had Alicia that same Richards, status. Same yeah. He had that oh, same yeah. status. Yeah, though. she's been there forever. Yeah, forever. And, you, and you see what happens when they when they fire somebody that the, the, the public has become comfortable with. It just it doesn't go over. Well, then well. you want to know why. Exactly. And then, and, why, and, and then the rumor mill just starts cracking. Right. And you don't always get an explanation. Right. It's like when Frank wants to leave Latour live. There'll be, Every there'll week. be protesters. Every week. Around, around oh, the block. Oh, man. We'll have boycotts <laughs> to all our sponsors. Al, I noticed that you're the only person on the show that actually has hair. Like, you, you got your hair going for you. So far, yeah. What's wrong yeah. with yours? I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I think I'm going to shave my head. 
I, I, I think I've come to the conclusion that I'm going to shave it really close. That's Why? a tough look. That is a because no, my hair's look. all screwed up. It's but you don't have a halo. You look, look, have no reason look, to I'm do I'm going to take it. my headphones off. Look, look. Now look. Now look at all the patterns on my head. If I had that kind I got of hair, weird. I'd... I got yes. weird patterns. Well, that's no, headphone that's hair. Fine. No, yeah. I mean th- it looks that's fine. no. Honest to God, Dave. All that. Just would you let me talk? Yeah, sure. I know your sense interrupts my sense sometimes, and we get confused. But the deal is, you have a decent set of hair. You'll know oh. when it's really time, and that, that's not it. In fact, guys that have hair that shave their head and try to look like they don't have hair, they look like morons. Morons. Really? Don't do it. Yeah. Really? Don't do it. Yeah, because then you're constantly shaving the then head. Then you're shaving every day. Because if yeah. you don't shave every day, uh, then yeah. you're screwed. I'm, like- I'm not saying I would shave my head bald. Let me be very clear. I'm not shaving it bald, but I would shave it close, like almost like a one, like a one on oh, a yeah. on a razor. Like you're I would lucky. shave it, it close. Go. Let it go. You're fine. It's all you know? about Dave. Just be, stop. What, what, what do you mean it's all about Dave? I'm talking about shaving my head. <sighs> Which I is mean, all about you. If it was all about Dave, it'd be like getting a hair piece because people get hair pieces and yeah. have this issue with themselves. By the way. Bosley. By the way, everybody who has a hairpiece. We know you have a hairpiece. I know. We funny. know you have plugs. We know those are plugs. What about the ones that spray paint? Hairpiece. We can see the paint oh, on the back of your head. I mean, great. there's some legislators. We talked about one on the air, one of our first shows. Uh, Dom Costa out of Allegheny County. We know it's a wig, man. Yeah, yeah. We know it's a wig. By the way, Frank, you're going to love this story. Story came out in Philly.com this week. State Representative Margot Davidson. Yeah. Three, she has a she has a state-owned taxpayer-funded automobile. She has gotten in three car crashes uh costing taxpayers over the past years over $30,000 just to repair the cars. In January, she rear-ended a vehicle on I-476. She was found guilty of driving without a license. Mm. A month later, just three weeks later, she struck another car backing out of her driveway and was cited. In 2015, she rear-ended a car uh, while driving. Uh, In 2017, that same car, after getting fixed or whatever the next state taxpayer car was, she left the door open and the keys in the car and it was stolen and and the thief wrecked it into somebody else and the state had to pay another seven grand. So, all that being said, why the hell are we still allowing lawmakers to have state-leased cars in Pennsylvania? Isn't this? And, and by the way, they, they they didn't even know it's an honor system. By the way, they they're allowing a, a lawmaker without a license to drive a car around because there's no mechanism in state law for requiring them to identify that they've lost their license. So she keeps getting a state taxpayer-funded car. Wow. Hey, listen, there's Where's a lot- her district, uh, Philly. There's they a, don't care about anything in there, There's a lot to unpack here. I'm not even done. Get this. Get this. Unpack. Get this. One of the cases, they brought a civil suit against her, okay? And the state settled the civil suit for $12,000. And the, and the attorney general's office, which does these cases, they included a confidentiality clause in the lawsuit. In other words, the state says, we're going to settle with you. You wrecked. A state lawmaker wrecked into you. We know these are public doc dollars, but we're gonna we're gonna require you to sign a confidentiality agreement for taxpayer dollars. So the attorney general's uh, spokesman Joe Grace uh, says that uh, Grace said the office gave permission for the webs to discuss the settlement, but it is very common such confidentiality clauses. Hmm. Uh, what are we doing? Allowing state government, which is using our tax dollars to do confidentiality clauses regarding crap like this. It just it just shows you how out of control state government is. And she would never lose any favor with her, her constituents. In Philly, they don't care. They don't but care what the You're right. By the way, guess what her private automobile is? A Mercedes. Oh. I mean, it just She probably takes care of that. I it just it just goes to show you that just What kind of car was this? This is a, uh, this was, one was a Dodge. I don't have it here. One was a Dodge, and I think another was a Chrysler, but I could, I could be wrong about yeah. that. I'll tell you what, they ain't driving Miatas around. They're driving nice American-made cars, Chrysler big 300s. cars, SUVs, sedans. Dodge Rams. I mean, I will say this. A lot of legislators have cut back using them. Only about, I, only about, I think, 10 to 20% now uh, use a state car. But it's time to get rid of the fleet, man. Well, especially if you're a representative in this area. The you're, people not do pay yeah. you're not a PennDOT construction truck. You're not a PennDOT salt truck, you know? I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous to me. 
And then we're negotiating confidentiality clauses. You see this stuff in state government a lot covering it, you know, on TV, I would imagine. I mean, it's, it's gotta get to the point where like, you're not even surprised by these stories anymore. No, you know that. And we'll also have like calls and tips. Let's say, Hey, you should see what goes on in my department or my agency. And then, I mean, you'd like to do something on it, but it, as far as getting getting the evidence to come out, it's it, it's hard. Oh, there's crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Stories. Got, that, there's so many stories out there that never get fleshed out that if they ever do, it's, oh, it'd be unbelievable. Yeah. It would be. Well, you know what's interesting too is that these guys now in local TV are the source, the really only source we have of local, local news. news. That's because right. Now with Penn newspapers, Live, Penn Live is quoting them. They're yep. saying, as reported on 21, as reported There's on no 27. Reporters, so yeah. you know this, and I, I think it's still great that they are our only source for local news. We're gonna well, thank do, you. We're going to do, a, uh, we're gonna do a, a bonus uh, segment for our, uh, for our podcast listeners, because Frank has plenty of time today. Yeah. Uh, so we've got about two minutes left for our radio portion of the show. Just our quick weekly question. What are you watching on TV? You know, I wanted to ask you, where are you at with uh, Yellowstone? Um, I know last week was a part one episode so i haven't watched it because i want to because i want to see part two together i want to watch them back to back parts one and two so are you still into yellowstone i'm I'm current and freaking love it it has not disappointed it has not disappointed at all and you know who the star is i was gonna text you this over the weekend rip is the star rip is the star he's a badass he's a badass yeah i love rip yeah i want to go to dinner with him i want to hang out you want to get a date with him? I said go to dinner with him. Oh, go to dinner with him. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. He, he's, he's cool. Pretty, he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm still on uh, The Handmaid's Tale. I am, I'm just rolling through season two. It is just a phenomenal show. And, and really what it boils down to is the United States was overthrown from the inside. And in many ways, we're dealing with people who are now – the, the thought of Americans as refugees – is a really interesting issue in this day and age in politics. Oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, it's just fantastic. So, hey, look, watch? guys, what do you watch? What do you do? I don't What's watch your much. Deal, My Al? wife and I will, will uh, watch reruns of uh, King of Queens, and uh, everybody loves Raymond. There you go. Boy, only you and I watch TV. <laughs> only you and I really? watch TV. Yeah, yeah, you guys are. I don't either. I'm looking forward to Notre Dame, Michigan, in a week and a half. Got a break. All right, guys. Another. Hey, this is my favorite song, by the way. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, English Premier League uh, soccer team. I want you to enjoy that song for us, okay? Thank you. Hey, we loved having stick. you, Al. You want to stick oh, around for a bonus segment? Absolutely. Al, you were the best guest we've ever had. Thank yeah. you. The Much, best guest. Will you come back? A lot, yes. be- a lot better than uh, John Meisick from last really? week. Really? Yeah. yeah, we're going to just a lot more, so much better than <laughs> You were than great. Him. Please come back again. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me, Please guys. come I back. This. Thanks a lot, everybody. Don't forget Latour Live, WHP 580, WHP580.com, and we'll talk to you next week. Stick around for more on our podcast. Thanks. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. We're so sorry if we caused you any pain. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. Al knows that. Al knows that. No, it's okay. Welcome back to our bonus section, gang, here on uh, Latour Live. We're going to do like a little bonus for our podcast listeners yeah, just nice. because we appreciate you. I love this song. This is, now, is this the Beatles or is this Paul McCartney? That's Beatles. That should be oh. Beatles. I couldn't remember. Was it him as a solo artist? or I can't remember. Doesn't matter. All I know is it's just a damn good song. It is a good song. So just the one thing I wanted to tackle, pretty heady subject, is last night while we were sleeping, uh, students at the University of North Carolina um, and protesters tore down a uh, longstanding Confederate statue on campus. Uh, They called it the Silent Soldier or something like that. Tore it down. Uh, It had been the subject of protest for years, actually. It goes back decades. Um, Just kind of wanted to know what, you know, what you guys think. I mean, my, my... my thought is this. Um, I think the statues should come down. I think a lot of them are Jim Crow era statues long after the Civil War uh, designed to intimidate uh, minorities, uh, specifically African-Americans in this country. I absolutely think they should come down uh, uh, for that reason. And number two, uh, because uh, this is the United States of America and they were traitors to the United States of America. Yeah. It's pretty simple. They were traitors. They fought against the United States and they were traitors. 
That being said, I do believe that the local communities that have these statues up should make these decisions individually. Yeah. I would take them all down if I had, if I was God and had the power to do that. But I think these local communities should do it, and it shouldn't happen because a bunch of people tear a statue down physically. I, I agree. My son was perfectly, and I would go as far as say, who, what group is going to dictate what they think is acceptable? If, if yeah. a group of 10 people think that something I do in my house it offends them. They decide they're going to tear it down. So where, where does it end? It's got to be an organized process. Yeah, and it, it just isn't. I don't know what you think, Parksy, but I uh, found it disturbing that they did it, even though I agree with what they're causing. Right, right. Yeah, and I think, too, probably, like you were saying, they should be taken down. Now, my thought was, should it be just uh, in the middle of a day, the campus crew comes up, says, all right, take it down. Do they do a paterno thing, like where they just come in in the middle of the night, take the statue yeah. down, move it away, and take it out that way? It's this way, there's it's not a scene. I also am not against them being relocated to uh, oh, cemeteries sure. or yeah. museums, right? Museums and, and put into context. But on you a know? college campus, it's nothing but a main. It's a prime target. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you're just asking for it in this day and age yes. to have a Confederate statue up. You know, having been to Nashville uh, uh, quite a few times. Uh, their uh, Capitol building has a Confederate soldier much like that standing out there and haven't heard a lot about it. And I just know at some point there's going to be a dateline in the national news, Nashville, you know, uh, protests over Confederate statue at state Capitol. It's only a matter of time. Well, it was funny, um, not funny, but I was like researching doing an ad for the York Fair and I saw something pop up on Google. It was about sales of Confederate flags. Uh-huh. And they're basically they're asking the vendors not to, but they're not telling them not At to. At York Fair? Yes. So, But basically what they're doing is telling them to put them in the back. So like, don't put them out on display. When we used mm-hmm. to do stories in York County, my photog and I, we'd say, okay, see how many Confederate flags we can count. Definitely a different area. Yes. There's one so in Camp different. Hill. Who was that there, down the one wow. side street? I was down there visiting the ballet school that just yeah, opened. Well, that is, uh, that's the Pennsylvania Ballet Academy, and my daughter goes there. And that what house? Yeah, what's interesting about that is, Al, there are two houses. Across the street is one... On one side of the street is a house with a Confederate flag. On the other side of the street is a house with a rainbow flag, uh, wow. you know, supporting uh, supporting rights of, of homosexuals. You know, that's the, that's the gay pride flag, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know, it's like they've got this silent flag battle going on across the street from... <laughs> in Camp Hill, of yeah, all places. Of all places, yeah. across the street from each other. And, you know, my daughter's like, what's that flag, Daddy? And I'm like, oh, nothing. I just, <laughs> well, yeah, don't get me into it. Well, Alona, nothing upsets me more when I see a, a riding group of people deciding that a certain voice from the opponent can't be heard because they think... I it, hate that, too. Yeah, I mean, that I, just disgusts me. Look, I respect people who want to preserve Confederate history, to honor the people that died who were their relatives or, you know, their fellow Virginians or South Carolinians or whatever, but I think there's... I, I think perspective is needed on it. And I think just because you want to honor them doesn't mean you get to honor them in a public place that offends other people. Yep. Mm. That to, That's not First Amendment rights, okay? It's just not, and I don't care what you say. And quite frankly, uh, like you said, uh, if you want to celebrate in your house, celebrate in your house. Uh, you want to you want to put things in a museum to teach people history, you know, and honor the past. Do that. Put it in cemeteries as memorials. But I mean, you don't have to alienate part of your community because you know you want to remember somebody. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, it's we've evolved, it right? We've yes. evolved as a community, yes. as a society, as a culture. I mean, right. you know, fifty years ago, nobody was talking about that. I mean, you know, hell, five years ago, uh, South Carolina had the stars and bars uh, hanging, uh, flying above their, uh, their their state capitol until Nikki Haley came along as governor and said, it's time to take it down. Yeah. Hell Think it, about that. It's within five years. Hell, in Pittsburgh, if you put up a Ravens flag, you get more flack than uh, putting up a Confederate flag. <laughs> yeah. The Nallas times are changed. <laughs> yeah, it's I think very I, risky. <laughs> I think I saw not too long ago, you remember Dukes of Hazard? They had the General Lee with the yeah. stars and bars. Yeah. Somebody, uh, I saw it online. I wish I could find the picture. Did a car painted uh, like a light blue and yeah. it had the American flag on top and called it the General Grant. I just thought that was, <laughs> I just thought that was ingenious, awesome. you know, ab- absolutely. That's because we won that war, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's exa- I mean, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. 
Any uh, big, uh, before we wrap it up, any big weekend plans? What does Al Ganoza do on the weekend when he's not working? If you're just hanging out with the family on a typical weekend, what do you got going on? I try to see my kids as much as I can, although now that they're grown, that's that's kind of, yeah. it's tough. Um, yeah. I have some uh, grandchildren, too, from my uh step-grandchildren but uh-huh. I, I just love to see them let it try to catch up the only thing is they're in a different town they're in Pottstown, which is an hour and a half away sure that sure. makes everything tough that does make it tough but i'll tell you I'm, I'm really looking forward to football season so much man i can't wait for football. yeah there's four college football games on this weekend i don't know what the heck oh, they really? are really? yeah i don't know what the heck they are and i don't think they're like great games or anything but there's four yeah. yeah i love college there's four football. college football games on this week so yeah. tune in and try and figure out. that's what i'll be watching on tv too it'll be a little bit of a little bit. I actually had to look up my weekend to see what I had planned. And as it turns out, I have nothing planned this weekend. It's wow. a beautiful thing. Wow. Hey, can I put you on the spot? Who's your favorite college football team? Or don't oh, you know? you're not putting me on the spot. I think everybody knows it's Notre Dame. All right. I thought so. Yeah, I grew yeah, up. I, so. I grew up a Notre Dame fan. My young, my earliest memories are Joe Montana playing against USC yeah. uh, in, in, in the green jerseys. I can still see the game. Yeah. You know, my family's like Notre Dame. And I'm like, what's this Notre Dame? You know, and. And I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I, I don't make any secret about it. I that's but cool. I don't that's dis cool. but I don't dislike Penn State. Yeah, I don't exactly. dislike Penn State at all unless they're on the schedule. And I say this a lot because people are like oh Notre Dame, we hate you Notre Dame. And you know I I, I spent a year at uh, Ball State doing grad work out in Indiana, so I went to a lot of Notre Dame games. You know how many times people brought up Penn State to me at those Notre Dame games? None. Zero. No. Zero. That's and that is rifle. that is the allure of Notre Dame. Is it's a national hatred or love affair yep. with Notre Dame. They do not care about Penn State unless they're on the schedule. Right. And you know, it seems like around here people get fixated uh, with Notre Dame, and I don't get it. I like Penn State. I respect the program. Uh, my wife's an alum. We uh, go to the games. We have a good time. You know, but now I'm going to like Pitt too because that's where my kid goes. Except yep. when they play Notre Dame. Yep. I think you it's know. when you share, when fans share a common territory, you get disgusted. The thing that's really put me in a tough spot is Penn State playing at Pitt this year. We're going out to that game. Do I support my son's school or do I support my wife's Ooh. alma mater? Yeah. So I think the answer will be I will wear a shirt of one and a hat of the other. And I will probably get beat up by both sets of right. fans. <laughs> Just for being too yeah. diplomatic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd go with the sun. And you won't get. I think I, I think I need to do too because I, I, I go I go to plenty of Penn State games and support Penn State. Yeah, because so I can I, support I, Pitt this one time. Yeah, because yeah. I went to West Virginia yeah. and then I did this video and I was wearing a Penn State fan and all my friends were saying, "What the hell are you doing? You're wearing a, a Penn State hat." And I go, "Hey, I got two sons to go there. Yeah, I'll support the team. It's fine." Yeah. Like you said, if it's on the schedule, then I'm a West Virginia fan. But. I but, guess I guess I got to start supporting Temple and Drexel now. Yes, where my kids are going. You better get yeah. You better get a credit card. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think oh, it's yeah. cool that Temple's building a uh, football stadium. Yes. I, yeah, I think uh, I they know it's to. always it's always going to be controversial building anything like that in Philly, and there's plenty of NIMBYs. But I think a camp, I think a football stadium on that campus, about thirty thousand seats. They're talking yes. about would be. Awesome. Can't be too big because you don't nope. want it to look empty. Nope. nope. Absolutely awesome for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're building all kinds of supposedly uh, classrooms and laboratories that would be connected with it. I think it would Perfect. be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, have, I have friends who their daughter's going to Miami. And he told me that they play at, uh, you know, where the Dolphins play. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they play and, at, uh, yeah, I forget the name I mean, of that stadium. Fans. And, and it's not Joe the same. Robbie, but, but, no. but it's like the thing is like they pro get. Pro player stadium. Yeah, pro, pro player. player stadium. They get free admission to these the games. I'm going, well, yeah. Because, and nobody's there. Yeah, because there's nobody there. And they've got to fill the seats. They only started selling out last year when they were ranked like number two in the country. It had been like right. 15 years since anybody yeah. had really paid attention to Miami. Miami has to win to get fans to support yeah. it. But see, the same problems at Pitt. Pitt you know, I've said this over thing. and over again. They tore their stadium down and moved into the new Steeler Stadium. College programs never work in pro stadiums. No, never, never, ever, does. ever. And that's why the University of Minnesota built their own college football stadium. It seats about 35,000. It's a Big Ten school. Yes. There's no reason that Pitt shouldn't have their own stadium. They what? could figure it out. They could make it work. Yeah. Why did they ever tear down the world just too old? Well, it was really old, and they came up with the idea of the Peterson Arts and Event Center where they host the uh, basketball games. And it really is a state-of-the-art, oh, yeah, fantastic fantastic venue. I mean, 
awesome place to watch a college basketball game. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of other events. I mean, it is state of the art cool. But you know, they got to figure out a way to get a stadium back on that campus. It would do wonders, I think, for the program. Because you look at was... now, look that first game bench. Against Penn State, it'll be sold out, but oh, yeah. half to three quarters of that stadium will be Penn State, Penn State fans. People. Meanwhile, they can't give away tickets to Duke and you know some of uh, Georgia Tech. They can't give those tickets away. You can exactly. walk right up game day and buy buy them by the bunches. Yes. So you know it is what it is. Hey Al, thanks for coming in again. Al Ganoza, Anchorman, CBS Twenty One. It's a real pleasure. Likewise, Dave, and uh, I like when we get together. It, yep. We're usually dealing with each other on social media a lot. Yeah, I know. That's cer- <laughs> certainly the case. And we'd love to have you on again sometime. Anytime, uh, man. Yeah, come back in. Have a good time with us. Michael Parks. Always a pleasure, bud. Uh, the, no. uh, Enjoy it, Michael. All right, thanks hey, for Hey, look, in. you noticed nobody missed Frank. Uh, we I I led this off purposely going? by not saying that Frank <laughs> yeah, left this right. extra segment. And I don't think we missed him one bit. His seat was empty and... I don't think we missed them one bit. So, guys, hey, thanks for being on. Thanks for listening to us this week on uh, Latour Live. We'll be back next week with another exciting show. WHP, WHP580.com. See you guys. Take care.